Thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of The Hollywood Parents Guide. And today my guest on this podcast is Domina Holbeck. Domina is a youth theatrical agent at Abrams Artists and represents many of Hollywood's most successful young actors, including my daughter, Doug Cameron. Be sure to listen to the whole podcast because at the end I have a special limited time offer for you. Domina, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. This is something, I've known you for a while, but I have no idea. How did you get started as a talent agent? I mean, it's never something that you think you're going to do, I don't think, when you're growing up. Um, I had actually planned on going to law school, which I did do um, a couple semesters of law school. And then I ended up going and getting my graduate studies in journalism and media studies, um, and then after that, I started working at a small agency in Salt Lake City, where I'm from, and I basically would bring in casting directors and agents to scout our talent in Salt Lake, and I kind of got the feel for it, and I saw that it was an industry I wanted to be a part of, and I also think being an agent is very creative, and I, I want to be in the creative side, too, not just all business, which was what law would have taken me more into, um, and so I decided to make the move to LA and upon advice of many people here, they tell you to start out as an assistant, which is what I did. And I worked my way up from an assistant to a talent agent and now I've been doing it for eight years. Wow. Wow. Now, have you always been a youth agent? Um, is that like you landed straight into youth or, or did you move into it after a time or how does that work? I did. I started straight at a youth department. The lady that I started under still a youth agent at another agency. I was her assistant for a couple of years and then was promoted under her. Um, and then three years into my career, I joined with Pam Fisher. Um, and now Pam Fisher and I share all of our clients together. So that's been the last four, five years. But yeah, I've always been in the youth arena. You are such a great youth agent. I think in part because you're so youthful yourself. <laughs> You know, the kids are really comfortable with you. Yeah. Well, what do you think makes for a great youth agent? Like, I mean, because there's a big difference in my mind between people who specialize in younger people and people who are just talent agents for adults. No, I I agree with that statement, absolutely. And I I think patience, you can see talent in someone, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to book tomorrow. And I think that when people come to L.A., they think that your agent wants you to book right away, and if that's the case, then you're probably with the wrong agent. Like, I realize that this is a development process. And so if I see someone that's talented, I know that it's going to take time. Like, the running joke that we always have here is that it takes, like, eight years to become an overnight success. It's, you know, they book a pilot, but it, it might have been, like, a few years that they've been auditioning and tested and gone out on hundreds of auditions before they booked their first big role. So I guess uh, the question of that would really just be, like I said, patience. Um, and you also have to love kids. Like, I mean, I I work with young adults too and teenagers, but I mean, it's just a different arena than dealing. It's a little bit more cutthroat. I feel like when you get up into the adult ranking of things, we're not like that as much in the kids world here. I think that we're very respectful of one another as you know, from how I view things. Like I know most of the other youth agents in town and I kind of feel like they, we all consider that one of the top priorities to being a good youth agent. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I've, I've noticed that there seems to be just like a, maybe a little extra civilization in the youth department, yes. you know, which is really cool. Absolutely. Really hope for as a kid and as a parent. 
Yeah, um, I mean, so what, we're dealing is, with families. Go ahead. So. No, I'm just yeah, saying exactly. we're dealing with, you know, families that have uprooted their lives and it, you know, and a lot of the times it's, it is, it's sensitive and you, you have to realize that. I mean, it is business at the end of the day, but we're dealing with like people and it's, it, we're human. So it's a very human aspect to it, which there should be in all arenas, but Unfortunately, I feel like, you know, as, as time goes on in someone's career, like, you're obviously going to face the challenges of this business, too. And so, hopefully, we try and tread a little bit more shallow water, like, at the young stages. Well, at least I do. <clears throat> well, so you just mentioned challenges. What, what do you think are some of the more challenging things um, about being a youth theatrical agent? What do, you, what do you face that maybe, you know, regular agents don't have to face so much? I mean, I do see the frustration and, you know, like I said, these families that uproot themselves to come here for pilot season, for instance, and they do, they have talented kids. I've let them know their kids are talented. They fly to L.A. from wherever it might be all over the world to be here, and there might not be roles for them. Or they're always the one that's testing against the other person, but they're not booking, and it's nothing that they've done wrong. I mean, I guess that can be challenging, but it's also part of the fun, too, because eventually I know that it's going to pay off. But it, it can be challenging, and I see the stress and the frustration in some of my clients, and, it, I mean, that obviously becomes a huge challenge. And I also think fighting for minors is challenging. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get business affairs calling me from students, and they'll say, well, they're just a kid. Well, yeah, they're just a kid, but they also should be treated equally as, you know, as any other actor on the set. Um, financially, I mean, even though they don't have the credits to back them, I, I do have a lot of kids that have big credits that I have to fight for them as a minor to get treated, like, equally when I'm doing a deal, and that can be challenging, too. So do you think some of the studios think that they can get away with paying kids less because they're kids? Like I, I do. I think they budget less on the roles, and, I mean, it makes sense to an extent when, you know, obviously they're putting parents in place on some of these shows or whatever it may be, and, like, they have credits and quotes and all the things that go into this, and the, the role is just budgeted for more. But there are some circumstances in my career when I'm like, no, this kid is a major part of this show or this film, and they should be treated as such, even though they are a minor. Um, so it can be challenging, and, you know, also just making sure they're taken care of as a minor. Like, um, we constantly try and stay on top of, you know, the child labor laws and, you know, what needs to be done in order for our client to be treated right on set, which obviously 99% of the time productions in town do a great job of that. But, I mean, that is my job and our challenge to make sure that that is being done properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like you spend a lot of your time advocating for your young clients. Oh, absolutely. That is a lot of what we do. Yeah. Advocating and, and, and educating, I always want to say, because, you know, I could have 10 of the biggest stars on Disney or Nickelodeon, but, you know, no one outside of that realm really knows them. So you're educating mm -hmm. an adult population that doesn't know the young audience or, you know, for a big feature or something like that. On, and also what needs to be done to hire a minor and who they are, like who the minors in town are that are like the next star. And so, we're, you know, that's pretty much what I do on a day-to-day -day is get in touch with my buyers who are my casting directors and pitch, as we would say, my clients to try and get them a job. So, yeah. Here's a question that I'm, I'm being asked more and more. Um, so as a youth agent, 
you represent kids, you know, who can be very young sometimes, to feel people in like their mid to late 20s who still play young. You know, you've got a lot of people in your stable who are in their 20s, but they play high school. So they, you know, it makes sense for them to be with a youth agent. But if you're a young actor and you're coming to L.A., maybe fresh out of high school or college, you're like 18 to 22, what should you aim yourself towards? Should you, should you seek out a youth agent or, or should you just say, ah, I'm almost out of that category. I should go for a theatrical agent. What are your thoughts about that? I, I actually think it's really circumstantial. I think, I mean, obviously 18 to 22, like, I mean, I have clients up to their 30s that are still playing young high school, you know, college kids on CW or ABC family. Um, and I'm a perfect fit for them because they really don't have the credits yet. Like I, what I do is develop, like we're developing these youth careers to potentially move on and, and add on more agents within my company that I work at, which is how we work here. We kind of cross them over and add more agents to the team. But, and that's what ideally happens when we develop someone. Um, but I mean, as far as advice on people coming to LA on what they should do, I think you just find the agent that's right for you. Like I could find someone that's maybe a little bit too old for my department, but I'm like, you know what? I see something and I'm going to work and I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to get the auditions for that person. Like if you find that agent and you know that they're getting on the phone and they're looking out for all the roles that are right for you, then that's all that really matters. It doesn't matter what the title of the department is or, you know, the age group. I always say that, you know, once you're playing young mom or young dad, um, I'm not the right fit for you just because I don't track all of those roles. Um, the, the casting directors aren't calling me before those roles come out and say, like, who do you have for this? We're, whereas they obviously know to come to our department for, like, the young kids, the youth, the young adults, the up-and-coming people. Um, so obviously I wouldn't want it to hurt your career by you coming with me, so I would never take on someone too old. But, I mean, I think right out of high school, college, a youth theatrical agent would be fine um but you need to also just find the right one because they're i'll have people that take a meeting with me and pam and then i'll have people that you know they've met with all of our counterparts in town that do just as great a job as pam and i strive to do every day and i think at the end of the day like we're all tracking the same stuff we all call the same casting directors follow the same grids like get the same information it's really who you you think is going to fight for you and who you want to get on the phone with at the end of the day if you have a problem or if you wonder why you didn't get this audition or whatever the case may be, like the agent that you find is someone you just need to feel comfortable in and that's someone that you know is really going to bat for you. It's so true. I mean, you know, the the thing is, once your career starts to get some traction, you know, it becomes very personal, that relationship between the agent Mm -hmm. and the actor. And the family, you know, especially if we're talking about youth agents. And, you know, we, we all have had phone calls at crazy hours because that's sometimes... <laughs> when business is being done, absolutely. Yeah, to get something done. And you have to feel comfortable doing that. And you have to feel like you have a genuine relationship with each other to, you know, have everybody get what they need out of that. So, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Thing. And you want that. It makes... Cause at the end of the day, like, I do represent young people, so it's that much more pure, and it's fun. Like, I want to call someone and tell them that they booked a job and be excited about it, not just not know the person and be like, you just booked a job. Like, the minute it's not fun, and I've said this a million times, to like, I, I don't need to be in L.A. anymore. Like, this is why we all came here. Like, 
I'll go live in Utah where my family's from and be around all my loved ones and get a job there. Like the minute that we don't, you know, I don't love my clients and I'm not excited when they're booking, like I'm not doing the right job anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, so many people in the industry came here from somewhere else. You know, we did too. And you better love it and you better be happy doing what you're doing. You're probably going to be Yeah, but like my clients would be, you know, you cross the gray line a little bit. Like they become friends and obviously the people I work with have become family. And it is, we've created these extended families because, yeah, most of us are away from our home and wherever we're from. And we've all come here to like be part of this industry, which is amazing. But you want to have people that you can rely on and that, you know, beyond the business relationship, if you needed something, I mean, there's a, there's a very personable aspect to it that I appreciate. Um, and the minute that that's not there, I, I won't be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's part of what, why you're so good at what you do is because you're very, very passionate about it and you're very connected to your clients. And it's, it's extremely personal and that's, that's very meaningful, you know. It makes a big, big well, deal. Uh, it's different, yeah. Um, I, you know, I was thinking too. You know, this wasn't our experience. We we came down here. You know, gosh, that was fourteen. We finally came down to LA and started giving her a shot. Yeah. But there's a lot of parents of extremely young kids out there who have you know really big hopes that their kids are going to be actors. Sometimes their their kids are, their parents are twins, and you know that's an obvious. You know, hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I know. Um, but what do you, what advice do you have for parents with kids who are like really little, like they're too little to really even say that this is what well, they want to do? What do you, yeah, yeah, what do you, what do you well, thoughts about that? What advice do you have for them? I, I always really appreciate it when parents come in here and they say, my, daughter has my daughter or son hasn't stopped asking and we finally like you know gave in I want I obviously want this to be something that kids want and the minute that it's not something that the kids want then I don't want to be the person advocating for their career um I say instead of taking your kids to soccer after school like the kids are going to auditions like this is your after school thing and if it's not fun don't do it extremely young kids is is, is different for me I I normally don't take on anyone that's under six for child like child mm-hmm. labor law reasons and really they don't know what they want before six and they don't, they can't read yet. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, after that, I feel like they have pretty, you know, we obviously, I have very talented six-year-olds. Just crazy. I have like kids that have done like 60 episodes on soap operas and like done series regular on a Showtime series. Like it's nuts. Like my six-year-old kids, but those kids want it and they, they're, they're hands, you know, they love the camera and you can tell um, when they're extremely young. I, you know, our commercial department has, kids that are obviously younger than six. And I think it's just a matter of trying it out. I always say like, if you want to get a headshot taken and I think commercials is probably a great place to start before six commercial or print and see if it's even something that they like. And if they're, they mm-hmm. can't stand up under a camera or they don't, you know, there's obviously like a temperament with kids that, you, that needs to be had in on a set or wherever the case may be a photo shoot. Um, so I think that, I mean, I, I don't have any really strong opinions against it or for it, like at that young, young age, but I think it's just something that if the parents think they're going to be the next big thing, like start slowly. Don't like put all your eggs in that basket. Like I would say like meet with a commercial agent or do print. And then like how I work here is, you know, we have a commercial agent that deals all with youth here or Jeremy, 
Um, and he'll let me know. Like, he'll say, listen, this girl's going to be sick soon, and she goes into every room and does great. And then just let us know if they're going to be able to, you know, parlay into, like, TV and film and be, you know, ready for a serious career. Um, and at that point is when I take a meeting and we would jump on and see if this is something that they would be ready for. Because obviously TV and film is a little bit more intense than going on commercials or um, print auditions. Yeah. Well, TV and film is a much bigger commitment too. And like, I have questions about kids who are so young that they, they don't even know what they're committing to. They can't, they just can't even, you know, intellectually understand it. And, you know, committing to a one day commercial shoot, not much of a, not much of a stretch for anybody, but like, if you got them mm-hmm. on for a show, that could conceivably go on for years. And that's, um, that's tough. I find that interesting. I didn't know that you, you basically don't take kids on until they're at least six. Do you, do you find yeah. that, um, but that makes sense to me too. And the whole not being able to read thing is its own thing. Yeah, um, I mean, they a need number to do. Of... No, I was just going to say the, it's ahead, the dialogue. I mean, they, they're going to be a little have to do. And yeah, the child labor laws, like six is an age where they can work more hours, and then nine's another milestone where they can start working more hours too in Los Angeles, in California. Do you find that a lot of that our teenagers get their chest beat? Mm-hmm. Yeah then they can work at yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you find like, a lot of kids who just have nothing on their resume that they start with commercial and that that's kind of a common way for them to get in with an agency? No, that can be, I mean, it's a great way, I mean, it's a great way yeah, maybe to get a meeting with a theatrical agent. And a lot of agencies in town send across the board, but what we find here is that our commercial agent can just take on more clients just because they see more people in auditions and it's, it's just a different business altogether. Whereas we keep our list smaller because we're not getting in as many people for, you know, guest stars and co-stars during the week. Like it's, there's just no way to do that. And we don't think it's fair to have so many people on our list and only so many people going out. Like we want our clients to feel that they're getting out and that they're being given the attention that they deserve. Um, so, I mean, I would say, obviously, like, if they came here for commercials and they started doing really great commercially, sometimes it translates into TV and film. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, sometimes they are the biggest booker in commercial that we've ever seen, and they just don't work for us in TV and film, and vice versa. Like, we have big bookers in the TV and film department that, you know, work all the time for us and never work commercially. So, I just, I don't think the two necessarily go hand in hand. Yeah, it is very interesting, and... I mean, just because you book, you know, it's it's just TV and film. It's just a different, you know, scripted television and film is just different. You can't compare it to doing, you know, like an on-camera commercial. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my instinct was that they were pretty different in terms of the skill sets that they required. But in fact, you know, we never went towards commercial. So um, I just I just don't have a lot of experience in that department. Yeah, but, and obviously you're right. I don't really either. I mean, I don't deal with commercials on a daily basis. That's like Jeremy's Jeremy's job over there in my company to take care of the commercials, and he's great at what he does. And he has found, you know, I will say he has found so many of our kids that have come over and booked so well for us in TV and film. So it's, it, you know, it, it has been really successful for us with some kids and some not. Yeah. 
you mentioned that there's a big bless you, there's a big difference in size between most commercial departments and most theatrical departments because you can send a lot more people out for commercials and, and you want to have a smaller theatrical department so that you can pay more attention to your clients and you know make sure that they're booking mm-hmm. roles and they do take more hands on in theatrical. Um, so since it's a smaller department in general in any agency, not just Abrams, it's it's harder to get into. <laughs> So, so yeah. you know, that was one of our biggest hurdles. And that is one of the biggest hurdles for so many people. I mean, literally I just getting a meeting or even getting in front of a good theatrical agent. So, you know, the question of the day seems to always be, how, how, how can I, you know, get a meeting with, get in front of a good theatrical agent? Like, do you do showcases? Or how do you find new clients? How do they find you? Well, I always do say that's the biggest catch-22 here, and I and I feel for actors. I, I really do. You know, I'm like, they need to have some credits. How are they supposed to have credits? If they've never had an agent sending them out on auditions to get them credits, it's, it, it must be so frustrating. Um, and, uh, you know, we get mailed in submissions. We get phone calls. It's, it's so hard. And so I don't think that there's, a total right answer here. I think that if I were if I were coming out here, I would try and do the showcases. But I would try and you know, uh, I don't do a ton of the showcases. I don't need to do them. I have you know, it's not necessarily something that all agencies do. If an assistant or someone right. does a showcase here and finds someone great, amazing, I'll always take a look at someone amazing from a showcase. We're always looking for hidden talent. Um, I take suggestions from casting directors that do workshops. A lot of times the casting directors, we have great relationships, will reach out to me and say they just met someone in a workshop or they just auditioned someone for a film or a TV show and they don't have an agent and would we be interested in, in meeting with them. So, of course, any referral um, that comes from, you know, someone I trust, I, I will absolutely take seriously. Um, I do think that um, the casting workshops are not a bad thing. Like, I, I know that they get a bad rap sometimes. I'll see, you know, certain people saying stuff on, online or whatever the case may be about, you know, taking advantage of an actor. I, I don't think so. I think if it's a legitimate workshop with a casting director and they're giving you good insight into what the audition process is like and if they're keeping you in mind for future. And then I know that some of these casting directors, like, they really want to to find the next new talent too. And I've had mm-hmm. so many of them reach out to me saying like, you have to meet this kid. Like they have nothing, but I just met them. Like, I do think that's a great way to get started. I, I know that a lot of people do the mail and submissions and I'd love to say that we need all those. We, we don't. A lot of them get thrown away, to be honest. If we see something that we really mm-hmm. need, like maybe we'll take a meeting, but at this point, like, you, like that would maybe go through like a little bit of a smaller agency. Um, like yeah. looking at all the mailed-in submissions, uh, managers, like I have very strong connections with managers. If a manager were to tell me that they might have seen someone at a showcase or they just saw someone on our TV show and they've been tracking this person's career and, you know, they're going to take a meeting and I should take a meeting. Like it's very much about relationships in this town and it, it, it sounds a bit hokey and I, and I don't want it to be that way, but just like we were alluding to earlier, like the familial sense of things and, and things being personable, like it is. It's kind of like my extended family of managers and casting directors and like I just trust those people where it's like, yeah, if I'm getting a blind submission from someone, I'm probably not going to look at it. Um, so, yeah, the showcases well, and... Huh? 
That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, no, it's a, it, 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 your yeah, day it does is make sense. Busy as it is. <laughs> You're trying to take care. I'm working for my existing clients. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. But my ninety-nine percent of my day is like working on my clients, but it, it is also part of my job to find clients and find new talent. Um, at the at the you know kind of level that I'm not like I'm like I'm tracking maybe a kid that like booked a pilot that is from out of state that didn't have an agent or whatever. That that's something more that I do, but it's it's a little bit more hard when it's just someone comes here with nothing on on their resume and maybe no training and it, that's. It's it's hard. I I understand. Like it must be so frustrating because people come here. That's why it's so good that you're here to advise them, Bonnie. Because I don't know what I would have done if I brought my kid here from wherever. Like I I don't think I could have done it. And I say that all the time. Like I give these parents and families like mad props. Like I don't know how they do it. Well, it's it's hard, and it's hard because you know most of us coming out here are coming blind, and and that is why I wrote the book. Um, but but like so many of them come out for say pilot season um, for the first mm-hmm. time, and and I just feel like to me, I know maybe it sounds counterintuitive, but I feel like if you don't have anything on IMDb yet, like if you've got nothing much on your resume, and you're trying to like get picked up for pilot season, maybe episodic season makes more sense. You, you'd have a better shot actually getting something. What, what are your thoughts around that? I think if you don't have an agent and you come here for pilot season, that's a mistake. You need to have someone that's sending mm-hmm. you out and keeping an eye on you. Or if you're going to be here at the busiest time of year when no one has time to meet with you, then obviously you're not going to get it. I just think you, you just don't have an agent. Um, however, yeah. if you have an agent coming out here for pilot season is a good thing. Um, if, okay. I mean, obviously, depending on who you are and the, what your circumstances are, like, I do advise my clients that are out of town, like, maybe February, March, like, when we do get really busy, it's a, it's a good time. We're busy, but I, I don't have a crystal ball. I never know if there's been, what kind of pilots are going to be out from year to year. Um, episodic season, yes, is also a great time, like, but I kind of feel with the way the business is going now, um, we, we pretty consistently year-round now. I mean, I have all these kids working on Amazon and Netflix and obviously Disney and Nickelodeon run on an entirely different schedule than traditional TV. Um, I feel like it, it can be busy all year round. I feel like I've had one of the busiest summers ever this year. So I don't know if there's really a right <laughs> or wrong answer to that, but I would say that if you have an agent during pilot season, it, it, it could be in your favor to come here. Just because you never know, like the, there could be a even if you have no credits, I've had it, I've had it happen before where they're just looking for that new kid, and you're the one that ends up looking a pilot, mm-hmm. and you have nothing else in your resume, which can be a bad and good thing. I do think sometimes it's it's nice when a kid has done a few things before they go on to like carry a series. Like that can be a little bit difficult, and that's like we've had people come from, you know wherever it may be, the South, and they come up here and they, their kid books their first job and they're a series regular on a TV show. And it's a bit overwhelming when you've never done anything else before. So I do get what you're saying. Like, definitely helpful to have some sort of experience in front of a camera before you're going to work every single week on a series and having to carry that show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that that can be a hit or miss. I will say, like, with young kids, I think pilot season can be a time that you can come out here and it couldn't be that chance for you to get in front of, because a lot of these kids that live in LA, a lot of casting directors know them. And they, Mm -hmm. they think of them when pilot season comes, they know 
who all the great kids in town are that work. And so maybe they want to look for that one kid that they've never met before. Um, and I've, I've even had it before. I've had two pilots, let's see, three in this last year that I've booked off of tapes, just my kids that are out of town, simply because they're fresh faces from, you know, I think they bring something new to the table. So, again, I hate so to that not have really, a definitive, a definitive answer for you, but, yeah, I feel like there's things can go in all different directions depending on the time that you come out here. Um, I will say if you're looking for an agent, like I mentioned earlier, like definitely don't come during pilot season. Um, maybe the summer or something when things do slow down a little bit because then hopefully you can get into some offices and have a meeting. So that was, that was my next question. Are, are there times of year that are especially better to try and get an agent's attention? Obviously, if you're trying to get an agent during pilot season, you're probably crazy. Um, but other than that, like... Things are getting more and more year-round and evening out, but, like, summer's good. I, I, to me, I think summer people are on vacation, but maybe things are also a little slower and easier to get meetings. Yeah, I mean, we there absolutely, studio, people go on vacation, things are on hiatus, but I will say that I've taken probably more meetings this summer than normal, and I'll probably take more this fall than I will, again, until next summer, because then I just go into my really busy season. Um, and so like, like I, you know, obviously when we're busy and there's a million projects out there, like I can't spend my whole day meeting with potential clients. Like we talked about earlier, like my day is trying to get my existing clients a job. And so, um, you know, I, I only like to do one or two meetings a day and that can just carve into your day a lot when we're talking about pilot season. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. Well, I know I need to let you go, um, but I've got one more quick question for you. What What do you think some of the best things that young actors can do? What are some of the best things they can do to prepare for success before they even come out to L.A.? You know, things that they can do right where they are in, in their hometown somewhere. Well, obviously training. I think on-camera training, mm-hmm. I, a lot of kids come from a theater background, which is lovely, and we love theater kids, but just being able to translate to camera, you know, and we've talked about that with Doug. I think she mentioned that the other day. Like, it is. It's, and, and I feel like she even said on Living Maddie, like, sometimes she feels like the theater, like, she uses that more than she does when she's on another set. And so I think being able to differentiate when you're working on what kind of skill set you're using within your acting craft, like, is highly beneficial. So training is huge. Like, I, I even tell my kids that I've, been series regulars on shows and now they're trying out for, you know, their next series or whatever, like still coach, like it's not something that you're ever perfect at. So obviously the training, and I also, when people, you know, are getting ready to make the move or whatever the case may be from LA or from their hometown to LA, I think that they should have a realistic expectation for who they are as an actor. I think a lot of people come out here and they have, like, if I meet with someone and I feel like they're so unrealistic as, as to who they are as an actor, like, I'm never going to be able to work for them because I see them in one way and they see themselves completely different. And that's also part of, like, the discussion with finding the right agent for you. Like, I feel like I meet someone and I know exactly what they'll be great at. And, like, obviously I respect their wishes and I want them to get jobs that they love. But I also feel like at first when you have nothing on your resume, like here might be some things where you might really just look to get some credits and some people don't want to 
to try and fit into a niche or whatever the case may be. But I say until the time comes when we're being really picky and we're looking at the trajectory of your career in a very specific way in the beginning, just know that you might do like something you didn't necessarily think you would be doing. Like we try and think outside of the box a little bit just to get the ball rolling. And I think some people come out here thinking that they're going to be the lead of a series tomorrow. And that's, that's not always the case. Like, be okay doing like a co-star, you know, a co-star role on a show that's going to give you, you know, experience and you can learn from it. And I feel like when expectations and also like what kind of type you are, I mean, not everyone's the next leading man or lady. They're just not. And I meet with people that just don't have that realistic idea of who they are in their head. And so when you meet, when I meet someone that comes out here and they've trained they have a perfect, they, they really understand, like, where they would fit. Like, I want to work for them because I don't ever think it's going to be, a ch- like, that shouldn't have to be a challenge. Like, we should be able to just jump on board and, like, start getting you out there. I shouldn't have to, like, argue with, like, who you are as an actor or whatever the case may be. So I think those are two bits of advice. Like, and obviously patience, and we talked about that earlier. Like, that's a challenge to me as an agent, and it's also going to be a challenge for them coming out here. Like, things don't happen overnight. They do to some people, like no. maybe the point zero zero one percent, but it it doesn't happen overnight. It takes patience, and I just always say these parents, I can't imagine they're going all over the world, taking their kids' auditions three or four in, in a day in crazy Los Angeles traffic. Like, patience, patience. Patience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Where's I mean, you have anyone knows Bonnie. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) I have become the queen of patience. That is one thing Los Angeles has really, really taught me. It's given me a sort of... Yeah, I I don't even know. They'll be like, we have a commercial uh, audition in Santa Monica, and then you're driving up all the way over the hill to Burbank to get to Warner Brothers. It's insane. And it's a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of effort, but if you're willing to do it, then great. Yeah, and and if, if you love it then it's worth it. And if you don't oh, love it, absolutely. it is worth it. And you should do something else. <laughs> I completely agree. Because, again, we're talking about young adults and children here, and it, mm-hmm. I don't want to be working for that person if this isn't what they want. I want it yeah. to be like, oh, my gosh, we just made this person's dream. Like, that is what's so fun. It's it's so exciting. It is, it is the most beautiful thing when that all comes together. Domina... Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for trying to guide these parents out here. I'm so glad that there's someone out there that people can seek advice from. Because as you can see, there's just no, like, concrete answer to everything. And to have you out there trying to get input from everyone and putting it in a place where parents can get, like, all this information is amazing. So I'm really excited. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, sweetie. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on this podcast today. For a limited time, I'm offering my two online workshops, Preparing Your Child for Hollywood, and the more advanced, Helping Your Child Succeed in Hollywood at a low introductory price. These workshops are invaluable resources for parents of young actors, whether you're actually aiming for Hollywood or just thinking about it. You can them on the workshops page of my website, hollywoodparentsguide.com, or just go to hollywoodparentsguide.com forward slash workshop. These low introductory prices are subject to change without notice, of course, so catch them now before they go up. 
Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bonnie Wallace at the Hollywood Parents Guide. Until next time, keep following your dreams.